You're listening to a Big Finish production. Shaken, not stirred. A terrible impression of Sean Just Con- sounded like you just had tissues in your mouth. I did. That's exactly... <laughs> I know. What's it? Roger Moore. Shaken, not stirred. That's a little bit better. Or Pierce... Was it Pierce Brooks? Uh, shaken, not stirred. He was... Uh, Bond. James Bond. <laughs> Memorandum, dated 7th of September 1978, from Agent Jason Vane, Eyes Only. In a life like mine, I don't have time for dreaming. My days are filled with danger, and when night comes, I gratefully accept oblivion. I've not dreamt since my first week at Harrow nearly 30 years ago. But last night, as the Contessa drowsed beside me, I found I dreamed again of the volcano, of the plague, and of Okolov. This is the Big Finish Podcast, launched on the 17th of February, 2019. Cunicum Benji. It's you. Yes, you. Listening to us. Yes, us. Talking about Big Finish's world of great audio books and audio drama. I'm Benji Clifford and he is Nick Briggs. Uh-huh. And this particular edition, I don't know why I made that weird it's noise. Elv- oh. This is Elvis Presley. <laughs> uh-huh. This particular edition of the podcast is all about what you've been saying about our latest productions. We have reviews from websites, magazines, and Twitter, together with clips and trailers. Quite an exciting package for you, I must say. <laughs> and we'll be offering you a 25% discount on a release from the Big Finish archive, which will be randomly selected by our randomoid selectatron that's right and all you have to do is go to bigfinish.com forward slash offers forward slash v for vervoid uh, forward <laughs> slash randomoid and then just enter in the code buck up that's buck up b-u-c-k-u-p all capital letters no spaces no nothing <laughs> and we'll also be giving you a 15-minute drama tease of the first 15 minutes, because it's a 15-minute drama tease, of our latest adventure with Tom Baker's fourth incarnation of The Doctor in Doctor Who, Fever Island, by Jonathan Barnes and guest starring Gethin Anthony, him off of uh, Game of Thrones, Splendid Fellow. Brilliant. Uh, that's at the end of the podcast, but before all of that, just time for me and Nick to ask a tangible, quant- tangible, tangential question. Uh, who has been your favourite guest star in Big Finish? Ooh, go on then, Nick. Favourite? So you like different people. This is like where we're sort of saying famous people, I suppose, aren't we? Saying, yeah. Can you think of one that you like? Just trying to have a little that you might have met or just particularly admired their performance. I have I have an amusing one which I met, which which was which was just amusing because it was like the most unexpected random luck, and that is um, uh, it was that I was I was going up to the studio and I I I went out for a beer with my mate Tom the the day before and we were Mm. talking about you know big finish and he started said you could um he said maybe you'll get Ronald Wheatcroft from Goodnight Sweetheart. Uh, in there one day and I sort of giggle and that's Victor Maguire um, uh, and because that's a programme that me and my mate Tom absolutely love and it was just really amusing because I went into the studio the next day and he actually just walked in completely randomly and I I thought it was the funniest bit of like when the world slightly goes a bit wonky and actually things happen yeah, well, when so, you say he just happened to walk in, you mean he he was yeah, he meant was to cast be in there? It. Yeah, he was cast. Yeah, he was he was cast in it. Yeah, and he just just popped in. I was just like, oh, I was like, oh wow, okay, cool. 
Well, I can't place him. Let me have a look. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't I, uh, wasn't I directing him? No, I, no, he no must that have, was... I've directed him in something else. He did a Tom Baker one. Yeah. But it was just, it was just, that for me, it was, it was one of those hilarious moments in life where, How like, brilliant. something that you sort of gagged about the night before because like, we just love that character, Ronald Wheatcroft in Old Goodnight Sweetheart. Love him, always laughing. Um, and then it actually happened. It was just like, oh, brilliant. But um, in terms of people we got in, I mean, uh, like Derek Jacobi, to be honest, just oh, absolutely yeah. immense. Like, what a awesome thing to have him in a big finish. John Hurt as well. Yeah. I know they're, they're really obvious choices, but just thought, you know, wow. Yes, yeah, you can't. I mean, it's silly to narrow it down to one, isn't it? The what's your favourite question? It's silly of me to ask it. But I, I mean, you know, for reasons that I've mentioned before, uh, Haley Atwell. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was. Uh, well, she wasn't really famous uh, at that point, and she, when she first came in, I remember being told that when I first did the Dalek voice, she did a little dance of excitement, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, so always stayed with me. And she's always been lovely when she's come back. We, we really must get her back again, if, if, if we can. She may have just ascended so high into the stratosphere, we just can't well, she's catch a big, hold of She's her. a big deal, isn't she? She is, she is, she is and quite rightly so. Um, obviously, yeah, Derek Jacobi, John Hurt. I think uh, Michael Maloney is someone I haven't worked with for a while, actually, but he was, I've, I'd always admired him as an actor in all sorts of things like he was in Truly Madly Deeply which is an incredible film and he was like the third lead in that um, but anyway yeah he's he's worked with me a few times also Michael Cochran as Michael well Michael Cochran yes who I love to get in he's just so delightful I, I'm always looking for an excuse to employ him <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, lovely people who you know come. John Heffernan. I'm just naming people now. John, John Heffernan, Heffernan is is delightful. I I had to, as I think I've said before, I had to confess to him that I I hesitated to employ him because he's always played nasty characters, and I was just like a fool. Thought, oh, well, he's probably a bit nasty. <laughs> and of course, in person, he's the most delightful, easygoing, fun approachable no airs and graces kind of guy just just so brilliant at his job and just lovely to have around you know and kind of really happy to be there you know yeah I think everyone who falls into that category they're all my favourites anyway that's enough of that nonsense Jeffrey Bailden just saying just, Jeffrey Bailden just, just Jeffrey just throw that in just, yeah. just shove it in the pot you've not met him though have you not met him no i would love to have met him no he was lovely he really was Aye, let's bye. find out what people have been saying about our latest releases first up we delve into the world of blake seven indie mac user says restoration part one is a solid start to a new series of adventures both continuing on from crossfire and providing enough of a clean slate to be a jumping on point two I look forward to the next set due in July mm -hmm. and in the meantime Big Finish have also released a novel Uprising by Christopher Cooper in various formats to keep us busy rating that's an 8 out of 10 Sir, the trader ship is accelerating Prepare weapons but Mordecane I only want that ship damaged Yes, Your Excellency Power the weapons Target their engines Yes, sir Fire <laughs> When will it end, Avon? The running, the fighting, the hiding. How long can we do this? I don't know. It's time we faced facts. The Liberator is finished. We've been holding it together with duct tape and a prayer since Geddon. The 
question now is, who wants to go down with it? In fact, Liberator can still support three crew members. That choice must be made. Very nice. A Blog to Who's review of Blake 7 Restoration Part 1. Blake 7 fans will want, stroke, need this. Four solid stories that are gripping and engaging with character development and jeopardy. An outstanding feat for a show that is 40 years old. Who thought the stakes could get higher after the conclusion of Crossfire Part 3? This is one of those ranges that only seems to get better as they go on. Director-producer John Ainsworth has a strong grasp of what looks... So a strong grasp of what works and how to carry a long story arc. It'll be thrilling to see how the rest of Restoration plays out. And Michael Abberton tweets, uh, listening to Blake Seven, The Hunted, by Ian McLaughlin. That big finish, super writing, great story. Also, uh, The Fool at Covenant tweets, Blake Seven, Restoration Part 1 from That Big Finish, absolutely terrific, full of action and shady characters. This latest set nails it. How can we possibly choose to abandon two of us? Repeat, Avon, Villa, this is Dana. A pursuit ship is moving into attack. The Liberator won't survive a barrage and I don't think the base's weapons can hold it off. We need you back here, Avon. Can you hear me? If this is about Avalon, why has Zero Voss been dragged into this? Kestra didn't have a choice. Meaning? Meaning Avalon has made a mess. In our Doctor Who main monthly adventures, we've recently had a Scandi Noir thriller with the Sith Doctor Colin Baker. My dearest Ursa, my little one who grew up. You are now a fine detective, and I know that one day you'll find this and hear all that I've kept from you. What the...? What is it, Ursa? Can you hear me? My... my brakes have failed! What? Oh, God. I have to jump! You can't! Well, Cheryl at Gallifrey Angel says, uh, at Big Finish, Sawbones, Hex, Briggs, Nicholas, that's Twitter handles they are, uh, just finished listening to The Hunting Ground, thumbs up, three claps, brilliant story, totally enjoyed it. I've not heard anyone say this, uh, smiley face emojis, um, but I always enjoy the little interviews at the end, too. Uh, hashtag Doctor Who Big Finish, Colin Baker. Yeah. Oh, yes, well, well, I'm glad you're enjoying the interviews. I think, I think we'd be lost without them. Anyway, and now the War Master, Master of Callus. But most of all, there's a terrible voice at the bottom of a very deep well. A voice with a cryptic message. Something is down there? Not a monster, not a ghost. Reviewed by the Digital Fix, the War Master, the Master of Callus, does something unexpected and surpasses only the good, which is the first uh, War Master box set. Jacoby is outstanding throughout, but he is backed with a strong cast and a story that is really given time to breathe over four parts. It's an epic tragedy told with intimate character beats, with the added masterpiece of the persistence of dreams thrown in to really take things to another level. That's one of the episodes. With a cracking score by Rob Harvey, rich scripts by James Goss and Guy Adams. They really did fantastic work. And taught direction by Scott Hancock. He was very taught. He was taught a lesson. Uh, This very late entry to Big Finish's 2018 Doctor Who range may have been its best. Is that a fight breaking out or what? There's a kerfuffle at the metro. Let's go and see. Help us, please. 
Someone please help us. My husband has hit his head on the steps. Oh, please. Please, let me examine him. What are you, some kind of nun? Can you even see through that veil? I'm the doctor. The return of Iris Wildtime in Doctor Who, Muse of Fire, has been going down well. Usually, I sit here alone, quite alone, watching the world go by. Hmm. I'm sorry to hear that. Sometimes I prefer the solitude. My evenings are so busy, so hectic. My afternoons, I like the peace. Are you from Paris, madame? I am not a Parisienne, no. Though I have lived on the Ile Saint-Louis, in the middle of the Seine for a little while. Your accent is very... French. Oh, old oh, man, if I drop it, though, Chuck. Oh. oh, it's me again. Uh, Doctor Who Online Review of Muse of Fire says, This is a fun play to listen to, and everyone from Mars... Uh, that's Paul Mars. If I just say Mars, it sounds like we're talking about a planet. Uh, to the cast, to Jamie Anderson directing, all seem to be having a lot of fun. Oh, it was fun. I was there producing. Indeed, McCoy is full of enthusiasm in the extras for this release, and that's lovely to hear. As I think I tickled him while I was recording. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> it'll encourage more intelligent nonsense. Yes, and I mean that in the most loving way possible. Let's hope that the flame lit by this muse of fire keeps on burning for a while yet and inspires more of this quality down the line. Of course it will. Now let's see what one of our most prolifically reviewing faithful listeners has to say about our latest fourth Doctor box set. This is the Doctor. He saved our lives. Oh, glad to help. Just passing by. Oh, I see. You're that Doctor. Yes, I am that Doctor. Yes, it's time for Tom Housen's tweets. This little da 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 <laughs> The, the Tom Housen theme. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, the Sinestrian Kill from Big Finish by Andrew Smith is a well-written and truly enjoyable beginning to this intriguing new series, and I am so on board for it. Jane Slavin is a brilliant new companion opposite uh, Tom Baker's Doctor, and I can't wait to listen to the rest of Doctor Who. There you go. Mark Donaldson also tweets on this story. He says, Enjoyed Big Finish's The Sinestrian Kill, which sees the fourth Doctor being dropped into an episode of The Sweeney, by the way, uh, of Assault on Precinct 13. You're nicked. <laughs> um, and Rick Moran tweeted, Just finished Doctor Who, The Sinestrian Kill from Big Finish. What a fun start to the latest fourth Doctor adventures. Smiley face. Oh, there's a little TARDIS on the end there as well. Um, right, uh, where were we? Back with Tom Housen's tweets. Oh, you don't want to find out, keep running. That thing is a Drashic. Planet of the Drashics from Big Finish by Phil Mulrine is the perfect combination of Doctor Who meets Jurassic Park. And it's marvellously imaginative. You, you're very, very perceptive there, Tom. That was exactly my idea. That's why I said when, when the original storyline came through, I said, we need more of the Jurassic Park in this. Uh, the script is absolutely perfect for Tom, giving him brilliant dialogue. Overall, making this story an absolute joy to listen to. The Countess of Lovelace. You're Ada Lovelace. You seem surprised. Ada Lovelace, the Enchantress of Numbers. And on the Enchantress of Numbers, Tom Housen says, The Enchantress of Numbers from Big Finish by Simon Barnard and Mr. Paul Morris is an intriguing and excellent historical tale which really highlights an overlooked figure of history. This yeah. chilling tale has a phenomenal cast and as well as a brilliant sound design to bring it all alive. 
lovely stuff lovely lovely and finally in our house and roundup he's getting a special uh, section in the podcast isn't he <laughs> he's never written in so maybe he doesn't know he's so famous uh, the false guardian he's talking about I'm not one to prejudge a planet but this place I've got a nagging feeling about it please please don't the false guardian from at big finish by guy adams author is an incredibly mad and fun story which is doctor who at its finest packed full of references it is a brilliant homage to the past once again the cast is phenomenal or phenomenal as i like to say and i absolutely cannot wait for the next volume and on to why do i say i did i can't remember when i first said phenomenal (laughs) phenomenal (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like somebody's name, Fina Nino. Yeah, it is. Well, I, I had a girlfriend years ago called uh, Fanula Elwood, and the, because of the way her um, name was written down, people always used to, when they met her, first call her Fia Nuala, <laughs> <laughs> which used to really annoy her. Quite rightly so. Uh, I think she went on to star in Emmerdale Farm, or Emmerdale, or whatever they called it by then. On to the Diary of River Song Series 5. <laughs> Amazing what you can do with a soil sensor if you're a technical genius. You turned it into a weapon. You have fallen into my trap, Doctor. Or the terminal's gone out of sync. Rick Moran tweets, finish the Bechtel test from Big Finish. That was a bit bloody good. Loved hearing from Michelle Gomez on audio as Missy. If this is what her solo (coughs) series will be like, then bring it on. And we did. And uh, DigiGeek TV tweeted the Bechtel test. Ah, Michelle Gomez's Missy debut at Big Finish is a delight. Clever, twisty, turny, whip smart, and all the right kinds of snark about the Doctor. Ha <laughs> ha, laughy emoji. David the Gallifreyan Buccaneer blog. Uh, tweets this was absolutely brilliant River pretending to not know who Missy was is hilarious it was done so well this is what Big Finish was made for buy it now at Johnny Morris 1973 I think think Johnny Morris might have a copy of it already Um, (laughs) did you not like my song about the Gallifrey and Buccaneer I heard it. I didn't hear. I heard you in the background. McAllister and Buccaneer. <laughs> Something like that. I think. Uh, also, uh, Lewis John Yule tweets: "Concealed weapon by Scott Hancock, which is one of the stories in the box set with River Song, sees River go up against the most dangerous of the masters. Hancock writes the War Master brilliantly, and River struggles to keep up with him in this brilliant base under siege story." Yes, hashtag the Diary of River song, hashtag Doctor Who, little TARDIS emoji, at Big Finish, just reading out everything. Now there's a space and a carriage return, (laughs) Benji. (laughs) Well, uh, Kieran, uh, YouTuber, tweets, um, Concealed Weapon was an amazing, dark and fantastic uh, finale of the series. Derek Jacobi was amazing again as the War Master with Alex Kingston. Brilliant. Well done. Can't wait to listen to the next Doctor Who River Song series. Uh, hands up. Praising the skies. Uh, heart three claps. Brilliant writing of all four <laughs> audios at Big Finish. There were no full stops, so I just I, I had to read That's it how it was intended. <laughs> now, you see, I'm always... I don't know why... What's wrong with me when I don't want to read out the name of this tweet <laughs> ploppy the dog why is ploppy that sounds weird 
Sounds like you have to go around with a bucket and a sponge behind Ploppy the Dog. Anyway, um, d- d- describe the Diary of River Song Series 5 from At Big Finish in one word. Masterful in block capitals. Good Thank choice. you, Ploppy. Ploppy the Dog. Hurry up! Unless you wish a blast of radiation to the face, Professor Song, allow me to work unhindered. Without it, I can never leave this place. Not my problem, Master. <laughs> right. Uh, there were loads more tweets and reviews and comments but we are out of time for this edition of the podcast but the latest release is Bonanza of Reviews if I could say it Reviews and clips will be back in March with loads loads more thanks to you all for your brilliant comments you're helping us feel great about our work which makes such a difference to every person on the big finish team but you're also helping other people out there to understand just how exciting and rewarding our productions are you are our ambassadors not the ambassadors of death that would be terrible Uh, (laughs) and we (laughs) we owe you so much thank you bit of ambassadors of death there well done Um, okay so just (laughs) just before we drama tease you with uh, Tom Baker as the doctor in Fever Island uh, it's time for the randomoids electrotron okay hit me get off sorry sorry I don't know my own strength Uh, Sherlock (laughs) Holmes the speckled band oh that's a lovely one isn't it It certainly is 25% off that Um, you know what you have to do Uh, I don't have it written in front of me Uh, I can easily find it though all you have to do is go to Iceland. Um, I- <laughs> <laughs> go back in history. Um, no, it's is go to bigfinish.com forward slash offers forward slash v forward slash randomoid and enter the code buck up. All capital letters, no spaces, no bananas, no potatoes. Um, yes, we have no bananas. Uh, and that's what you do with the speckled band. That was just a, a special little release with. Um, uh, um, Richard Earl and Janie Goddard or Jane Goddard but I know her as Janie because she's Rob Shearman's wife so I know her I haven't seen her for a while actually last time I saw her I bumped into her on a tube anyway she's in it there and it's uh, very much a narrated story but it's a lovely little slice of Arthur Conan Doyle for you yeah good fun to do that we did it in the old Big Finish office you know did you really? what broccoli? Yeah. no no the one before that in Sydney wow yeah. Never went there. Never went there. Blimey. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, just one more thing, as Columbo would say. Here's a box of delights for you. Some trailers for upcoming exciting things from Big Finish Productions. It's a sort of montage of deliciousness. Here you go. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Dorian Gray. The Lost Confessions. There once was a man who sold his soul in a desperate, naive bid to stay ever young. A good friend then published his story. His name became notorious, and his reputation preceded him wherever he went. Dorian Gray. Immortal, amoral, and as far as most people were concerned, entirely fictional. On account of that infamous novel, he remained hidden in plain sight, surviving decade after decade after decade. He lived out the 19th century and the 20th, although not having a soul. He was never entirely sure you could call it living. 
That man explored everything that this world had to offer. Every country, every pleasure, every person. But he also discovered things that no man ought to witness. No mortal man, at least. You may have heard some of his stories, the confessions of Dorian Gray, but a great many more have long since been forgotten. Big Finish. We love stories. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Torchwood Sink. Knock, knock, knock! Anybody home? Oh. Hello. Who the hell are you? I'm Margaret Blaine. I'm the mayor of Cardiff. Is this your spaceship? I saw the crash. I came to help. Oh. <laughs> so you're a UFO spotter. This must be your lucky night. <laughs> well, up to point. Alert! Warp missiles detected. Homing in on your communication system. Oh. But, but missiles? Oh, yes! What's a warp missile? Warp missiles! They won't just kill us. They'll destroy most of Cardiff. What? Well, this isn't exactly going according to plan. Big finish. We, we love, love stories. stories. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, seriously? That was you? You need to change your diet. That is lethal. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, The Eighth Doctor Adventures, Ravenous, Volume 3. Am I right in thinking you're friends of the Doctor? The Doctor? You know the Doctor? Do I ever? And you, oh, must be bliss. Uh, how do you know my name? Oh, who's talking about your name? Isn't it amazing? A world where fairy tales come true. Live and Helen. Just when I thought the day was going badly. It gets worse. Magic mirror on the wall. Who is the sanest of them all? Are you planning something? One thing you should learn. Never back me into a corner. I always come out fighting. We've got a plan. A stupid plan. An impossible plan. A doctor plan. We should hurry before my past unravels completely. Oh, I don't know. You sure you don't fancy the scenic route? There's something going on here beyond normal perception. Something that's spooking me. We want you. We can't taste you. Big finish. We love stories. A blancmange targe. Uh, and finally, Tom <laughs> Baker stars as the Doctor. Jane Slavin stars at the Blaz as WPC Kelso. And Gethin Anthony is England's last line of defence against the forces of evil in Doctor Who. Fever Island. Treasure Island. Ha! No, Fever Island. <laughs> <laughs> Memorandum, dated 7th of September 1978, from Agent Jason Vane, Eyes Only. 
In a life like mine, I don't have time for dreaming. My days are filled with danger, and when night comes, I gratefully accept oblivion. I've not dreamt since my first week at Harrow nearly 30 years ago. But last night, as the Contessa drowsed beside me, I found I dreamed again of the volcano, of the plague, and of Okolov. And though I know that scarred and evil man is dead, although I killed him myself and heard his shriek, I woke from that nightmare with a start to find my housekeeper standing over me with an expression of matronly concern. Oh, dear me, Mr. Vane. You must have been having a fearful bad dream. I, uh, yes, you must be right, Mrs. Kidd. Thought it best to wake you, sir. It's gone, Sarah. So late. The young lady who stayed last night left shortly after dawn. They so often do. I wouldn't know about that, sir. But the day's almost upon us. I'll run you your bath and I'll get you your breakfast. Just the way you like it. Mrs. Kidd, you're a treasure. Oh, bless you, sir. Oh, and Mr. Vane. Yes? I do hope you're quite recovered from your dream. Mrs. Kidd, I face down assassins and despots of every stripe. I'm trained to kill with the scantiest of resources. A mere bad dream isn't going to cause me much in the way of discomfort. It's just that I've been thinking a lot about dreams lately. And yesterday, this rather odd thought occurred to me. So odd, in fact, I'm not even sure where it came from. Except to say, it struck me that if a country could dream, sir, like we can dream, then England, England would surely dream of you. I know there's danger, K-9. You're stating the obvious again. What is it now? I thought we just ejected the Cronin wave front. So did I. I mean, we did. But ejecting it forward pushed us in the opposite direction. We're travelling back in time and into something else, some kind of storm. The ship's trying to fight it, but the resulting strain could tear us apart. If I can just manage to restore a semblance of equilibrium. What are you doing now? Details aren't important. What matters is I am trying to save our lives. Seems like whatever it was worked. Did you do something really clever, Doctor? Oh, I say only moderately so. Uh, right. Okay, fair enough. You do realise that was meant as a moment of uh, modesty. <laughs> that did cross my mind. And? Still a bit of a work in progress, I think. Master. K9, what is it now? Unexpected query in my databank. Oh. Origin unknown. Oh. I have a question to ask any proximate carbon-based life forms. What is it, K9? What's going on? Master, mistress, my question to you both is this. <sighs> yes. What is it like to dream? After I had breakfasted, the day proceeded as had hundreds of its predecessors. I made the same rather tiresome journey into the heart of the city and to my place of employment, that Whitehall wing of British intelligence which, to those of us who count it as the closest thing we have to home, is known, only half-jokingly, as the crash. Miss Pocket was in her usual berth outside the Commodore's office, typing fetchingly. Good morning, Mr Vane. Miss Pocket. You're looking tired, Jason. Something keeping you up at night? Or someone? 
Only a bad dream, I'm afraid. I thought there had to be some explanation for those bags under your eyes. But a bad dream? That doesn't sound like you at all. I just can't seem to shake it. Maybe I need a distraction. What was your nightmare about? Okolov, I think. Okolov's dead, Jason. You know that. He can't hurt any of us anymore. Okolov's cheated death before. More than once. Not this time. You shut down his rocket with a device you threw together from the boot of a 2CV, and then you watched the light in that madman's eyes go out. I know. I know I did. Excuse me. Yes, ma'am? Of course, ma'am. I'll send him straight through. The Commodore will see you now. What sort of mood is the old girl in today? I should say... phlegmatic. Perhaps a little testy, too. Some things never change, eh? Oh, but everything changes in the end, Jason. Nothing in our lives, however much we'd like it to, ever stays quite the same. Dreams, Kano. Why are you asking about dreams? A rather bizarre question, especially coming from a small robotic dog. I repeat, Master, Mistress, what is it like to dream? Are you feeling all right, K9, or am I dreaming? I mean, are you feeling quite well? All systems running normally. This unit has not, repeat, has not been compromised. Yeah, still, it is a bit out of character. That's right, K9. Where did that question come from? And, and why are you asking it now? Unknown. The thought simply appeared in my circuitry. It is inexplicable <laughs> uh, why are you grinning like that doctor it's very distracting you know doctor master smiles at the thought of this hitherto most reliable unit admitting temporary ignorance well it happens so rarely doesn't it k9 but there is another reason for the smile and what's that i find it always helps to grin as broadly as i can when i really start to worry your grin is very wide at the moment, so uh, what are you worrying about? Because something is awry with K-9. When we passed through the storm, something must have reached out to him and put that question into his robotic mind. And that's not good. Danger, Master! Danger! What now? The storm has increased his field of influence. We're being dragged back and dragged down! Hold on, everyone, for dear life! As she had on so many previous occasions, the Commodore sat waiting behind her mahogany desk. A photograph of Her Majesty the Queen stood on her left and one of the late Winston Churchill on her right. Everything seemed exactly as it always had before, yet within moments the morning was to become quite unlike any other. Ah, Vane. There you are. You wanted to see me, ma'am. I did. Take a seat. Thank you, ma'am. Now look here, Vane. Do you recognize this weapon? No, ma'am. I've been keeping hold of it for years, never knowing whether I'd need it one day or not. Looks like an Enfield Mark II handgun, ma'am. Battered. Government issue. 39-45 vintage. Frankly, it's rather out of date. I carried it when I worked for the Special Operations Executive during the war. You did, ma'am? I was a field agent. Rare for a lady, yes. But they needed me. Spoke fluent French, you see. Never used it, though. The gun, not the French. <laughs> it was a terrible time. And I swore to myself afterwards that I'd do anything it took to avert another such conflict. You have done, ma'am. 
You've served your country with distinction. Have I really? Forgive me, Commodore, but is everything all right? I was expecting you to put me back in the field. Have you not got a mission for me? Oh, I have a mission for you, all right. The last mission. Mom? We've done this too many times, you and I. This dance of death. Mom, might I ask you please to put the revolver down? I've been lying to you. Lying to all of you for years. Just after the war, jaded and disconsolate, I was recruited by the Kremlin. And for three decades I've been their creature right here at the very heart of British intelligence. No, that can't be true. I'm sorry. I've never been exactly what I seem to be. But then, Jason Vane, neither have you. Commodore, no! This is your final mission. Bury me in secret, then find Okulov. But Okulov's dead. No. He lives. The scarred man still lives on Fever Island. No, Mom, no! Jason, I heard... Oh, no, what? I'm afraid we've all been laboring under something of a delusion. Miss Pocket, I need you to stay calm and do two things for me. Anything. First, make arrangements for a discreet funeral and an unmarked grave. After that, book me a plane ticket. Where to, sir? Why, to a little place called Fever Island. Is everyone all right? This unit is undamaged. Just shaken. I've gone through worse. I did my best to slow our descent, so did the TARDIS. But this is where the storm set us down, and also, I think, where it originated. And where is here, exactly? Mm, no idea. Shall we take a look? Seems rather windswept and bleak. Pretty unappealing. Is it Scotland? Mistress is correct. Oh? TARDIS has landed on tiny Hebridean landmass known as Fever Island. Fever Island? Canine? Did, did you say Fever Island? Correct, Master. Designation identified as Fever Island. You know the name? No, I've never heard of it in my life. But it doesn't sound terribly friendly now, does it? No, it doesn't sound friendly at all. Ah, so we should leave then. Get back to the 41st century and deal with the syndicate? Oh, I'd very much like to, Anne, but I'm not sure we can. If this is where the storm originated, we'd be taking off directly into it, and that could do untold damage to the TARDIS. We were lucky to survive crossing that maelstrom once. A second attempt might be pushing it. So we need to investigate the storm? In a nutshell, yes. Okay, if you're sure. So when are we exactly? Um, it looks like the autumn of 1978. Your own time, Anne. Well, yeah, it must be. Home, I suppose. And this is interesting. In real terms, six hours have passed since that storm began. Master, mistress, I have new thoughts. I wish now to share them. You shouldn't be having new thoughts, K-9. This is all getting very peculiar. We are such stuff as dreams are made on. And our little life is 
rounded with a sleep. Canine? You're quoting Shakespeare to us. Words appeared in my databank without reason or cause. That's worrying. What's the matter with him? Well, either he's acquired a taste for high culture, or else things are rather worse than I feared. Canine, where are these words coming from? I do not know, but I wish to understand the nature of imagination and fantasy. The power of make-believe. Doctor, is he having some sort of breakdown? Uh, anything's possible. But I rather think it's all connected. The storm, canine's behavior, and our landing here on Fever Island. We are caught in a web of interrelated incident. Which is a clever way of saying we're potentially in a lot of trouble. Possibly. So what do we do? We go outside, we investigate, we find answers, and do whatever we can to help. Master, I will accompany you. If whatever's influencing you is out there, canine, I don't want to risk exposing you to any more of its influence. I understand, Master. I accept the ruling. Anne, come with me. We have an island to explore. Ah! Fresh, clean air. Marvellous for the lungs. Oh, a bit nippy. Barren and desolate. Guano, thistle and rock. So how did that storm originate from here, I wonder? Let's take a look around before I get hypothermia. Quite right. Let's head inland. That direction, I think. Why, there in particular. Take a look at the horizon. Uh, yeah. What's that? What does it look like to you? Some sort of ruin? Very old. Uh, I don't know, a castle? Castle, citadel, call it what you will. Can't be more than a couple of miles. And it's a fresh afternoon. A good stiff walk does wonders for the calves. This way. <laughs> Search databanks for all references to dream and dreaming. Cross-reference with query as to reason for this unit's sudden interest in these topics. You've been listening to a big Finnish production. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Mm. Bling.